I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Hello and welcome to Breaking Down Bad Books, a podcast analysing trashy bestsellers from a literary perspective. And today we're looking at chapters 51, 52, 53, 54 of The Maze Runner. So where we left off, What's-His-Face went through the changing and then he decided it would be a good point in time to reveal to everyone being like, oh, hey, guess what? I helped build the maze. I'm actually telepathic. And... The answer to the maze that has no answer is to go through somewhere that we've never gone before, the Griever Hole, even though they have previously found the Griever Hole. So we pick up right where we left off with Thomas saying, let's go down the Griever Hole. And Albie's standing up so quickly, his chair fell over backward and he's like, what? He says, now you're being a shuck idiot, Thomas, or a traitor. How can we trust a word you're saying if you helped design this place and put us here? Very valid questions. He says, we can't handle one griever on our own ground, much less fight a whole horde of them in their little hole. What are you really up to? Albie, great point. I know we're trying to like act like Albie's gone off the deep end and he's gone crazy since the changing, but he's making some points. But Thomas is furious at him and says, what, what am I up to? Nothing. Why would I make all of this up? Um, because you just said that you created the maze that they've been stuck in for two years. Like, is it that crazy to question your motives? And Albie says, for all we know, you were sent here to get us all killed. Why should we trust you? And Thomas, still so incredulous, he's now trying to flip it back onto Albie and he's like, what do you have, a short-term memory problem or something? What a burn. He says, I risked my life to save you out in the maze. You'd be dead if it wasn't for me. And Albie says, that could have been a trick to gain our trust. If you're in league with the shucks who sent us here, you wouldn't have had to worry about the grievers hurting you. Maybe it was all an act. Also a good point. But then Thomas's anger lessens into pity and he thinks, oh, something odd is going on. Oh, he's acting too suspicious. I feel bad for him. (laughs) And Minnow cuts in and says, Albie, that's about the dumbest theory I've ever heard. Uh, Is it? I mean... Is it? A lot of dumb shit's been going on and that's the one that trips you up? Hmm. Minnow's like, he just got torn up by a griever three nights ago. Is that part of an act? And Albie's like, yeah, maybe. (laughs) And Thomas says, I did it on the chance that I could get my memories back, okay? And help us all get out of here. Do I need to show you the cuts and bruises all over my body? I don't know if he's disputing the fact that there's cuts and bruises on your body. I don't think that, that proves or disproves anything. 
And then Albie breaks and he says, we can't go back. I've seen what our lives were like. We can't go back. And he's crying. And then Albie's having a full on breakdown. And they're all like, what's going on? And he goes, all right, I did it. Albie confesses that he burned the maps. He says, I burned the maps. I did it. I slammed my head on the table so you'd think it was someone else. I lied. I burned it all. I did it. And like, yeah. <laughs> I, st- I still think we all assumed you did it. You left in a huff out of the homestead being like, oh, got to do something because I don't want to be here and blah, blah, blah. You've been a real dickhead from the changing. And then, and then the maps get burned, which is where you said you were heading towards. And then... You're like, oh, someone burned them and knocked me out. No one believed that, except, you know what? All the keepers believed that apparently because everyone in the room is shocked. (laughs) But now Thomas, he's like, oh, it all makes sense. Albie remembers how awful his life was before he came here and he doesn't want to go back. He's like, yeah, I get that. And Minnow, he's rubbing salt in the wound and he's like, haha, sucked in. We saved the maps. How about that? Thanks for the tip you gave us after the changing to protect them. So that was a real tough tits type moment from Minnow. Albie says, I'm telling you, we can't go back to where we came from. I've seen it. I remembered awful, awful things, burned land, a disease, something called the flare. Okay, it's kind of sounding like March 2020. (laughs) Burned land and a disease, honey, I've been there. And Minnow's like, well, we can't stay here. If we stay here, we'll die. Is it worse than that? And he's like, yeah, it is. And Thomas is like, oh my God, he just said the flare. That sounds familiar. He says something about it was familiar right on the edge of his mind. And like, yeah, you have heard it before. Also, you just went through the changing to get your memories back. So I think you should remember it. But he's like, oh, something about that. My spidey senses are tingling. Yeah, you've heard it before. It's been discussed. But Mino, he's like, you're fucking crazy. I'm with Thomas. If I'm gonna die, I'd rather die fighting. And so then Thomas says to Albie being like, yeah, and by the way, we still live in the world that you remembered. So like, we're not really going to escape the flare forever. And then Albie, he gets up and he leaves and he says, do what you want. Doesn't matter. We'll die no matter what. So then why do you care? Who cares? Exit stage left Albie. He's donezo. And so then Newt's like, wow, what what do you reckon the flare is? And Minnow says, I don't care. Anything's better than dying here. We're really just repeating ourselves, aren't we? He says, we can deal with the creators once we're out, but for now we got to do what they planned. Go through the griever hole and escape the griever hole and escape. If some of us die, so be it. And Frypan, he's been sitting silently this whole time, but he's like, um, this is crazy. He says, you shanks are driving me nuts. This idea of hanging with the grievers at their bachelor pad sounds as stupid as anything I've ever heard in my life. And then the other keepers all burst out in argument, everyone talking over everyone else, and then Newt screaming at them to shut up. And I'm thinking, yeah, are there no follow-up questions to Thomas being like, what, what was that about you being telepathic? <laughs> no follow-up on that one. And Thomas says, I'm going through the hole. <laughs> it's so silly. I'm going through the hole or I'll die trying. <laughs> and he says, looks like Minnow will too. And I'm sure Teresa's in. If we can fight off the grievers long enough for someone to punch in the code and shut them down, then we can get through the door they come through. What? And then he says, and then we'll face the creators themselves. I, I don't know. I feel like he's taking a lot, a lot for granted here. And Newt's like, hmm, do you think we really can fight off all the grievers? Like, even, even if we don't die, we're probably all going to get stung. 
And also the creators are watching us with the beetle blades. So like they'll know what we're planning. And so then Thomas says, I don't think they'll sting us. The changing proper noun capital C was a variable proper noun capital V meant for us while we lived here, but that part will be over. What? 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 What are you basing any of this on, Thomas? He says, it doesn't do the creators, proper noun capital C, any good if we all die. This thing is meant to be hard, not impossible. I think we finally know for sure that the grievers, proper noun capital G, are programmed to only kill one of us each day. So he's saying somebody can sacrifice themselves to save the others while they run to the whole proper noun capital H. So he, that's his plan. He's, he thinks that's how it's supposed to happen. So it's not really his plan, just the creator's plan. Again, why the creators are doing any of this, not too sure. So then when he says that, everyone goes silent until the blood housekeeper, proper noun capital B, capital H, capital K, starts laughing and is like, excuse me? And his name's Winston, named presumably after Winston Churchill. And so he says, so your suggestion is that we throw some poor kid to the wolves so the rest of us can escape. That's your brilliant suggestion. And that's in italics, so you can tell that he's being really snarky. Kind of warming up to Winston. He's, he's kind of speaking the truth, isn't he? But Thomas, he goes, yes, Winston. I'm glad you're so good at paying attention. Fucking Thomas, what a little shit. He's trying to get everyone on board, on his side, and this is how he speaks to people. Oh, I hate him. Oh, I hate that smug little fucker. And he says, and Winston, it seems pretty obvious who the poor kid should be. And Winston's like, oh yeah, who? And Thomas goes, me. And he folds his arms. And that's the end of the chapter. So he's going to sacrifice himself. Good, do it. Do it now. I'm all for it. So then we start chapter 52 with the meeting erupting into a chorus of arguments yet again. I don't know why any of these needed to be separated into different chapters. It seems like we're in just the same scene continuously. Ah, but I guess that was an impactful moment there where he said, I'm going to sacrifice myself. But Newt just walks up to him and he says, Thomas, you're leaving now. And he's like, what? What do you mean leaving? And he's like, um, you've said enough for one meeting. Remember, he's not even a fucking keeper, so he shouldn't even be in the meeting. He says, we need to talk and decide what to do without you here. And so then they'd reach the door and Newt just gives him a little gentle push outside, which is hilarious. He, he literally pushed him out of the meeting. Love that. And he says, wait for me by the box, proper noun, capital B. When we're done, you and I will talk. And he spins around. He's like, Newt, Newt, you've got to believe me, Newt. It's the only way out of here. We've got to do it this way, Newt. We're meant to do it this way. And Newt's like, oh my God. <sighs> he's like, your energy needs to be dialed down a notch. Thomas is exhausting. He says, yeah, I especially loved the bit where you volunteered to get yourself killed first. And Thomas is like, yeah, I'm, I'm happy to do it but he's only happy to do it because of the guilt that he built the maze or helped design the maze. Still unclear on his involvement with the maze. And Newt goes, oh really? You're Mr. Noble himself, aren't you? And that's Mr. Noble with a proper noun, capital N. Um, I, I don't actually think he was named after Thomas Noble. I thought he was named after Thomas Edison because uh, I don't think it's Thomas Noble, it's Alfred Noble. I don't know. This whole... All of these characters are named after famous people thing. That's, that's thrown me for a loop. But yeah, I'm pretty sure it's Thomas Edison, not Mr. Noble, but whatever. He says, I've got my reasons, okay? He says, it's my fault we're here in the first place. Well, not really. 
And Newt goes, well, if you really did help design the maze, Tommy, that's proper, proper noun, capital M, of course, it's not your fault. You were a kid. You can't help what they forced you to do. Why they needed a kid to help build the maze? Oh, this, this book. And it says, Thomas didn't care what Newt said. Didn't matter. Thomas bore the responsibility anyway, and it was growing heavier the more he thought about it. And Newt says, you know what's funny, Tommy? I actually believe you. You just don't have an ounce of lying in those eyes of yours. Well, okay. Is a human lie detector test all of a sudden just through eye contact. He goes, oh, I can't believe I'm about to say this, but I'm going to go back in there and convince those shanks that we should go through the graver hole, proper noun, capital G, capital H, just like you said. Might as well fight the gravers, proper noun, capital G, rather than sit around letting them pick us off one by one. But I don't want another bugging word about you dying and all that heroic clunk. Yeah, yeah, boring, boring. And Thomas is like, oh, I'm so relieved. So now he's sort of backpedaling on that whole I'll sacrifice myself kind of thing. And he's like, oh, I was, I was just, I was just being expressive. I was just making a point. So then Thomas goes to walk away and then Newt's like, hey, Tommy, if I can convince those shanks, and that's a big if, the best time to go would be at night. We can hope that a lot of the grievers might be out and about in the maze, not in that hole of theirs, proper noun, capital H. Not based on any logic, but okay, sure. And Thomas is like, good that. I hate that expression. Good that. And then Newt says, we should do it tonight before anyone else is killed. And then he just goes back inside to the gathering, proper noun, capital G. And Thomas is a little shocked at that last statement. (laughs) Why are you shocked? I I thought that's what you wanted. But now, now he's shocked. Oh, so then he goes to the box, proper noun, capital B. Um, and he's thinking about what Albie said about the flare, proper noun, capital F. And wondering what that means. Doesn't know what it means, but he's referring to it with a capital F already. So he, he knows it's important. It says the older boy had also mentioned burned earth and a disease. Thomas didn't remember anything like that. So what did you find out in your changing? Apparently you found out a freaking lot, but not about the calamity that's going on around you. It's, it's a worldwide flare of famine, disease, pestilence. And he was just only concerned with his own little memories. Okay. So then he calls out to Teresa and he's like, hey, babe, you there? And she's like, yeah, where are you? And he goes, by the box. And she's like, all right, I'll swing by. And he says, good, I'll tell you the plan. I think it's on. And she's like, what, what is it? And he's like, we've got to go through the Graver Hull. We've got to use that code to shut the Gravers down and open a door out of here. Okay. We're just retreading what, what was said previously. And she goes, I figured it was something like that. This is all telepathically, by the way. I mean, she was saying, I'll, I'll be right over. I'll be there in a minute. And he's like, oh, no, I'll just keep talking to you in the meantime. What, why would you not just wait the minute until she shows up? Okay. So she's like, um, I figured it was something like that. And then he's like, what, what have you got a better idea? I don't know if there's tension here of the, or if that's just how they talk to each other, but she goes, it's going to be awful. And he's like, yeah, we can do this though. And she goes, doubtful. What? And he says, well, we have to try. And she goes, you're right. <laughs> this is the, oh, the most thrilling conversation I've ever read. And he says, just come out here and we can talk more about it. And she says, be there in a few minutes, even though she did just say she'd be there in one minute. And then they had a full five minute conversation. So I don't know where she is or how, how long it's taking her to get there, but all right, she'll be there soon. Okay. So then he's just hanging around the box thinking about shit. And then it says sooner than Thomas expected, Teresa had found him and was sitting next to him. 
her body pressed against his despite plenty of room on the bench. Sooner than he had expected, she said she'd be there in a minute. Unless she came like three seconds later. (sighs) This fucking Thomas, you could tell him anything and he'd be surprised when it happens. You could say, oh, I'm going to deliver the newspaper tomorrow. And then when you do it, he'd be like, wow, I wasn't expecting that. Fuck, Get your head out of your ass, Thomas. And so then she's like, tell me. And then so he did, reciting every word he'd told the keepers. I thought he just filled her in telepathically, but now we're getting it verbally. Even though earlier, remember last week, he's like, oh, I don't want to have to say it twice. We need a gathering. But now he's saying it for like the third time. And then he's like, Newt thinks we should go tonight. Ah, da, 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 da. Then he's saying how he's worried about Chuck and Teresa. He wants to protect his friends. I still think Chuck's going to die. And she says, we can do it. And hearing her say that only made him worry more. And he goes, holy crap, I'm scared. (laughs) And she goes, you should be scared. (laughs) All right. All right. Words of comfort. And then he doesn't respond and they just sit there in silence, both telepathically and verbally, just sitting there. And that's the end of that chapter. So we start chapter 53. The gathering has finally ended. So Newt comes out of the homestead and runs over to the box. And he says, this is bloody nuts. You know that, right? (laughs) And so Thomas is like, oh, so they agreed. And he says, yeah, all of them. Wasn't as hard as I thought it'd be. All of them. That's good to know. He says, those shanks have seen what happens at night with those bloody doors open. What? Like, they're, they're already open. What are you talking about? The doors have been open for days. What? And he says, we can't get out of the stupid maze, so we've got to try something. This is the exit. <sighs> and then he says, now we just need to convince the gladers. And then Thomas is like, oh, no, that's even going to be more difficult. And then they discuss how they think some of the gladers will just want to stay and take their chances. And they're like, yeah, well. <sighs> and then they're like, oh, but we have to convince Albie to come. And so then they're discussing strategy on how to get Albie to come. Just let him be. He doesn't want to come with you. Just let the fucker stay in the glade and die. He also confessed to burning the maps. You can't trust him. Lock him up in the slammer for treason. You banished that other guy with the banishing pole. I mean, (laughs) you've done it before. Do it again. Newt says, I'll just tell Albie some clunk about us finding a new life in another part of the world. We'll live happily ever after. And Thomas is like, yeah, well, I also promised Chuck I'd get him home or at least, you know, help him find a home. Yep, Chuck's going to die. And Teresa's like, yeah, anything's better than this place. That's precisely Albie's point that, that that's incorrect, actually. So I don't think you're going to convince Albie with that logic, especially because he has evidence against that point. But yeah, sure. Keep dreaming, guys. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. 
Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too. Like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. So then Thomas looks around and everyone's all a, a flutter. The blogs are all a Twitter. Everyone's just talking about this plan to go in some sort of graver hole. And so Newt's like, all right, we need to figure out what's going on. We need to get food, weapons. We need to sort shit out. He says, Thomas, I would put you in charge since it was your idea, but you're a granny. No one's going to trust you. Uh, So yeah, don't worry about that. Just lay low, okay? Which is a great idea from Newt. I would definitely not be putting him at the front of the parade because he's so dodgy. So yeah, tell him to lay low. It says Thomas was more than fine with laying low. Finding that computer station and punching in the code was more than enough responsibility for him. Okay, so he really has given up that I'm going to sacrifice myself plan, hasn't he? He was distancing himself from it, but now he's just like, I never said that. (laughs) That was never a cliffhanger moment. No, 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 no. I'm not going to do that. And Newt says, it's just like you said. Stay here and one shank will die tonight. Go and one shank will die. What's the difference? (laughs) And he says, if you're right. And Thomas goes, I am. Thomas knew he was right about the hole, the code, the door, the need to fight. He just is so confident. He, He just knew. He just knew he was right. So then they get to work. The next few hours were frantic. Most of the Gladers ended up agreeing to go. Even more than Thomas would have guessed. Oh, and... Albie decided to come along. All right, wow. So that big display in the gathering was all for naught. Everyone's just turning back on their own established characterizations and motives, aren't they? Hmm, how about that? So everyone's getting backpacks filled with supplies, fry pans loading them all up, syringes of grief serum, that's <laughs> proper noun capital J capital S, were included in all their backpacks, even though Thomas didn't think that the grievers would sting them. Why he thinks that? It's just a hunch. Chuck was in charge of filling water bottles and getting them out to everyone. I feel like that's a two-person job. I don't know why just Chuck's on that one. And Chuck had tried to act brave from the time he first found out that they were going for it. But his sweaty skin and dazed eyes revealed the truth. Oh, poor Chuck is nervous. Probably because he's going to die. Okay, so then Minnow goes to the cliff with a group of runners. Proper noun, capital R. And they're taking ivy ropes and rocks to test out the invisible graver hole, proper noun capital G, capital H, one last time. And they were only doing that 
because they were hoping that the grievers would stick to their normal schedule and not come out in daytime hours, even though the sun has disappeared. So it's, it's technically night time, but they just feel confident running around the maze in the dark because grievers are so honorable and stick to a schedule. Apparently. I mean, they haven't just mixed things up recently, quite notably. In fact, they've, they've changed and adapted their modus operandi, but okay. All right. We're just trusting that the gravers will stay put in their own little hole, but also they're throwing ropes and vines and rocks down to their little hole. So do you think the gravers are just in there trying to have a nap being like, what the, keep it down. What what are all these little vines of ivy just tickling us while we're trying to have a nap? We're off the clock. Stop throwing rocks into my house. So yeah, I think that would tip them off and it would tip off the creators watching on the beetle blades, but apparently the creators want this to happen. So again, why the creators don't just turn off the grievers if they want it to happen so bad. Like, I, I don't get it. So when Minnow returned from that little excursion, Thomas thought that he seemed really optimistic that it was an exit or an entrance, depending on how you looked at it. So, okay, no other theories will be discussed. So then they're all handing out weapons and they're also creating some, some wooden poles were getting carved into spears, etc. By the end of the day, the gladers had turned into a small army, a very pathetic, ill-prepared army, Thomas thought, but an army all the same. <laughs> He's so pessimistic. So then once he and Teresa were done helping, they went to their secret spot in the deadheads to strategize about the station inside the griever hole and how they planned to punch in the code. Okay, secret spot in the deadheads. You've been found there multiple times. Uh, no one's under the delusion that it's a secret except for you. Oh, Teresa, I oh know this really cool spot. It's a secret little spot. And she's like, yeah, I've been there. That's also where you almost got killed once. People have found you there multiple times. But yeah, all right, let's go to that secret spot. Fuck me, dead. And Thomas is saying, we need to be the ones to punch the code in. That way, if we get separated, we can be in contact and still help each other because of their telepathic powers. But Minnow and Newt also know the code words, just in case. And he says, but we'll tell them they have to get them punched in the computer if we, well, you know. So I don't think Minnow and Newt know about the computer or they do know... They know the codes, but they don't know what to do with the codes. And he's like, well, we'll have to tell them if we have to. But like in that scenario, won't you be dead? Not a well thought out plan. I wouldn't be withholding information at this point. I'd be sharing shit around. And then Teresa says, hey, what do you think wicked stands for anyway? And then Thomas felt like he'd been hit in the stomach. (laughs) For some reason, hearing the word at that moment from someone else knocked something loose in his mind and it clicked. He was stunned he hadn't made the connection sooner. Yeah, I'm stunned too, considering it's just an acronym. And he goes, oh my God, that sign in the maze, that metal one with the words stamped on it. And Teresa's like, oh yeah, World and Catastrophe Kill Zone Experiment Department. Oh my God, Wicked. That spells out Wicked. And he's like, oh my God. And she says, yeah, Wicked is good. That's what I wrote on my arm. Not the notepad that was next to me. I bet I wrote it on my arm. What do you reckon that means? Probably means that the experiment is a good thing. (laughs) So, okay, we get confirmation that wicked just means world in catastrophe kill zone experiment department, which is a terrible name for a department. Like way to be really literal in the naming of your departments. Ah, okay. So that, but then they named it wicked, but wicked is good. Oh, it's all so stupid. And Teresa's like, oh my God, 
And Thomas is like, oh no, this could be a bloodbath. But she's like, we've got nothing to lose, remember? And he's like, yeah, nothing to lose. And that's that. No discussion any further apart from them being like, oh, okay, wicked. It's an acronym. Cool. What a pointless chapter. So that, then we go to chapter 54. Fuck me. Fingers crossed something happens here. Jeez Louise, what a waste of my life reading this book. So chapter 54 starts with just before the normal door closing time, Fry Pan prepared one last meal to carry them through the night. Okay, I mean, the door's not going to close, so I don't know why we're using that as a unit of measurement. And Thomas found himself sitting next to Chuck, absently picking at his food. And Chuck's like, okay, Thomas, so who am I named after? And Thomas is like, how the fuck do I know? He goes, I don't know, Darwin maybe? I guess because Chuck is short for Charles. And he goes, that's that dude who figured out evolution. All right, I, I'm, I understand he's gotten some of his memories back, but he doesn't remember the flare, that big giant world ending catastrophic event. He doesn't remember that, but he remembers who Charles Darwin is. And he's like, that's the dude who figured out evolution. Like, oh, okay. Good to see what you remembered. And Chuck says, I bet no one's ever called him a dude before. What? what? Really? In, in all of human history, over the, over the decades that people have been discussing Charles Darwin, no one's ever called him a dude. Yeah. What? Why would you even say that? Ah, oh, so much just fodder in this book. And Chuck says he's not even that scared because at least now they're taking the fight to the grievers and trying something and not just sitting around. And he says, with everyone speculating that they can only kill one of us, maybe I sound like a shuck, but it gives me some hope. At least most of us will make it through. Just leaves one poor sucker to die. Better than all of us. Yeah, the foreshadowing that Chuck's going to die, it's just, the case for it's getting stronger and stronger, isn't it? And then Thomas is like, oh, it made Thomas sick to think people were hanging on to the hope of just one person dying. I thought you were hoping that as well. And you are also going to sacrifice yourself and be that one to die. But now you're just like, zip your lip. You're not bringing that up again. And then he goes, and the more he thought about it, the less he believed it was true. You, you told everyone this. I feel like you came up with it. I mean, Galley did, did sort of refer to it as well, but I feel like you also were like, yeah, they can only kill one of us. So let's just go into the griever hole after they've killed someone. This was your plan. And then he's thinking, oh, well, the creators knew the plan, so they might reprogram the grievers. Yeah, exactly. But they also want you to escape, apparently. They've constructed this experiment, this maze for two years in the hope that you would escape. (sighs) So I don't know why they would reprogram them now. Who cares? So then Thomas is like, we can do it, Chuck. We can do it. And then he reflects that he feels like he's being such a liar. And then it says people were going to die, but he was going to do everything possible to make sure Chuck wasn't one of them. And he says, don't forget my promise. You can still plan on it. Oh, he's going to die. <laughs> I, just, I can't get over how obvious it is that he's going to die. If he doesn't end up dying, I'll have egg on my face, but I'm pretty sure he's going to be dead pretty soon. And Chuck says, by the way, I keep hearing that the world is in a clunky shape. <laughs> I think he's referring to the flare, which is, you know, disease, burned earth, practically a zombie apocalypse, and he's calling it a clunky shape. What a positive outlook he's got. To refer to something so horrible in such a, in such a campy way, it's kind of admirable. 
So then there's a commotion from across the way at some of the other tables. Newton and Albie are talking to some of the gladers. And Albie's there, but Albie sort of seems normal, but he's also worried that he's a loose cannon. And then he starts to feel panic and he's like, this is it, we're doing it. So then they all head to the west door, the one leading to the cliff. He never actually explains what the commotion was. He was like, there's a commotion from the other table. And it's just people standing around having a chat. Doesn't seem like a commotion, seems like a conversation, but I digress. And so Minnow's like, all right, Shanks, get ready. And he's like, Thomas, this was your idea. It better work. If not, I'll kill you before the grievers can. And Thomas is like, thanks. (laughs) Hilarious. And then he's like, ooh, what if I am wrong? He's like, whoopsie. (laughs) He was like, I'm sure of it. I'm sure of it, guys. This is it. This is what we have to do. And now he's like, wait a minute. (laughs) He is the most unreliable person. (laughs) And he says, what if the memories he'd had were false ones? Planted somehow. Somehow, he says. Somehow, as if they haven't already messed with his mind. And then the thought terrified him so much, he just pushed it aside and ignored it. (laughs) And Therese is looking anxious. So he's like, oh, how are you? And are you all right? And she goes, I'm just anxious to get it over with. And so then Minnow goes, amen, sister. So then Newt's finally gathered everyone. He calls for quiet and he says, there's 41 of us. I don't know. I don't know why he made that number clear. I think that's more for our benefit than the benefit of the people that he's talking to, because he's trying to give them a rousing speech. And he's like, there are 41 of you, which (laughs) I'd be like, okay, yeah. And (laughs) so I think that's for our benefit. He says, there are 41 of you. Make sure you've got your weapons. Other than that, isn't a whole lot to bug and say. You've all been told the plan. And then he recites the plan. And he says, we're going to fight our way through to the Graver Hole. And Tommy here is going to punch in his little magic code. And then we're going to get payback on the creators. Simple as that. Well, doesn't really sound simple at all. And Thomas is barely listening to Newt's great speech because he's looking over at Albie, who's standing on the side away from the main group, and he's playing with his bow and arrow. And then Thomas felt a rising tide of worry that somehow Albie was unstable, that somehow he'd screw everything up. Oh, I wonder, I wonder where you're getting that impression from. Is it from perhaps the moment in time where he burned all the maps and had that big outburst, perhaps? Oh, for some reason, there's a rising tide of worry that Thomas is feeling about Albie being unstable. Huh. He's got great little instincts, doesn't he? And so then Minnow says, shouldn't someone give a pep talk or something? Because I bet he's thinking like, ah, Newt, that was a shit pep talk. You just told us that we're 41 people in number and you recited the plan, even though you said you all know the plan. So he's like, we need a pep talk. So Newt's like, all right, well, then you give the pep talk. And Minnow says, okay, well, I will give the pep talk. And he just gets up there and he says, be careful, don't die. And that's the pep talk. I mean, he said more words trying to get someone to do a pep talk than he actually did in his pep talk. Although, you know what? It's very direct and to the point. It's quite effective. And then Newt says, great, we're all bloody inspired. And then he says, you all know the plan. Not only do they know the plan, you've already told them that they know the plan. And so we know that they know the plan. Just get on with it. 
He says, after two years of being treated like mice, tonight we're making a stand. Well, apparently, according to Thomas, you're doing exactly what the creators wanted all along. So I don't think you're really making a stand more that you're performing the function of the mice in the maze. He says, tonight we're taking the fight back to the creators by doing what they want. (laughs) Um, No matter what we have to go through to get there, tonight the grievers better be scared. Well, actually, I, I think they're probably not that scared. But then everyone's like, yeah, all 41 of them are cheering back. And Thomas felt a trickle of courage inside him and he grasped it, clung to it, urged it to grow. It's kind of a fun bit of language there. Good, good job, James. Didn't know you had that one in you. And he's like, Newt was right. Tonight they'd fight and they'd make their stand once and for all. It's not a stand. So then he's roaring with the other gladers. But then he's like, oh, he's like, we should probably be quiet and not be drawing attention to ourselves. But then he's like, ah, who cares? I think the grievers know you're there. I don't think you need to worry about being quiet so you can sneak up on them. There's drones monitoring your every move. And he's like, oh, we should probably not be yelling. (sighs) But then they're like, yeah, hear that creators, we're coming. And the creators are probably like, good. We expected you a year and a half ago. Where the hell you been? So then they all go running into the mate. So they're all runners. Oh, what a beautiful full circle moment. And it says, the sudden feeling of responsibility for his friends almost overwhelmed him, made it hard to run, but he kept going. And he's like, you can do this. Just make it to that hole. (laughs) That's the end of the chapter. So his mantra is just make it to that hole, which is a great mantra. I've had that mantra on many a night out. But I just think it's funny how he's like, oh, I've got to protect my friends. And I'm like, well, what happened to your sacrifice plot? If you were smart, you would have waited for the griever to come out into the open, then kidnap you slash kill you, whatever, who cares, take you back into the maze. And then everyone charges into the maze because then someone's already dead and they should be safe. Like I thought that would have been the plan, but no, they're all just charging ahead. All right, well, that's the end of the chapter. We're we're at the climax, at least. As dissatisfying as it is, we're in a fight scene. So I'll see you guys next week for the big battle. Bye. Send your burning thoughts, frustrations, and grievances on this latest chapter of this shitty book to breakingdownpod at gmail.com or on Twitter at podbreakingdown and Instagram at breakingdownbadbooks. You can visit www.breakingdownbadbooks.com for all the listen links, contact information, merch, and more. To support the show on Patreon and gain access to exclusive ad-free bonus episodes, visit patreon.com slash breakingdownbadbooks. Ratings and reviews on your preferred podcast platform are also a fun, free way to support the show. Breaking Down Bad Books is hosted by me, Nathan Brown, who you can follow on Instagram and Twitter at NathanBrown90. Thanks for listening and happy reading. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.